Hey everyone, just a quick reminder, this podcast is in no way affiliated with Disney Channel. All views stated in this podcast episode or any of the podcast episode are mine. Enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to That's So Matthew and in today's episode I am joined with Anna and today we're going to discuss the brand new Disney Channel original movie Descendants 3. Yay! So this movie just came out like a week ago from when this episode was posted and we thought we would give you the breakdown of it all like from the songs to the characters to a few mistakes I noticed. Or not mistakes, things that they just kind of skipped over. And I think it's going to be a great episode. So, I recently, I've watched the movie twice. I have notes on the first half, and I kind of got bored taking notes. So, I only have notes for the first half. So, let's just see how much we can cover. And we're going to make sure Anna gets her thoughts in. We're going to talk about all the songs. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. So, but first we're going to kind of just talk about the movie, and then I guess we'll get into the songs, um, and the characters, and some little things that I noticed. I have several notes here. So the first thing I wanted to say was that I really, um, loved that they paid tribute to Cameron Boyce before and after the movie which was really good because Disney kind of avoided it from, like, on the Disney Channel. Like, they posted stuff on their Instagram, but they never really came out and talked about it before, so I thought that that was really nice that they mentioned it on TV. They did two whole tributes to the Cameron, which is really amazing. Um, The first one was just a little short and sweet one, and the the one at the end literally made me cry, so (laughs) it was always a fun time. So, Anna, what did you think about the tributes? Um, I think it was very great that they did that. Um, obviously they're not going to make another Descendants because he has passed on. I mean, they could do it, but I don't, I think that would be very disrespectful because he's like part of the original cast. Yeah. And he died um, on Disney. I think they didn't really want to touch on it, but they did. And that's super great. So another note that I have, this is just like a whole like thing that goes throughout the whole movie is where's Lonnie? Mulan's daughter. Oh. She, like, disappeared. And, like, I don't know, because I looked it up, and it says something about that something happened in, like, the book, the newest Descendants book that you could, like, read and find out about what happened to her. But, honestly, I don't read those books. So, I guess the world will never... I will never know. Um, So, I just thought it was kind of weird because... That was, like, Jay's love interest, and all of a sudden, like... Bye. Yeah, and there's also something else I'm going to touch on in later in the episode um, about Jay's love interest. So, I thought that this opening, compared to the other ones, was really weak. I thought it wasn't a great opening. I didn't mind the song, but the whole VK Day story, to me, just bored me if in any sense because I think that really they didn't need to do that and this whole movie was all over the place in my opinion I don't know about you Anna it was over all over the place 
and you could definitely tell they didn't really know what to do but they at the end of the last one they said that they're gonna be making another one so they were like okay well i guess we have to make another one yeah so like the whole vk day story to me actually thought i thought it was relatively stupid um to me just the reason of it just it didn't need to happen i think the only reason that they really did it is to bring like celia and the Smee's twins and dizzy who which literally the movie could have gone on without them i think they just wanted to bring new kids in Mm-hmm. Oh, honestly, out of all three of them, I only liked Dizzy. I thought Celia was really kind of annoying. She didn't have any purpose. She was just in the middle of everything. And Smee's twins, like, there was no point. They were, like, there for, like, two seconds. Um, and, like, they had... I don't even think they had any lines. Like, they just, like, stood there and looked stupid. Like, no offense to the actors, I doubt you're listening, but seriously, I thought they could have done a little bit of a better job with that whole storyline, because it didn't really have a purpose. <laughs> um, I, okay, when I first heard that they were gonna do Smee's twins, I thought something like, a like, older twins, because Smee, like, is an old guy, and, like, he has, like, they look to be, like, six. Um, I thought they'd be twins, if, they, like, older twins, I thought that would have been better. Yeah, they. I don't know. I were that was that like an actual set of twins, or was that was the same guy duplicated? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Um. Yeah. But so that was like that part. So Anna, we're gonna rank the songs from the, the opening numbers from all three movies. So I'll go first. So Rotten to the Core is iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, Waste to Be Wicked is iconic, and Good to Be Bad is really weak in my opinion, and it's so drawn out. The dance break. There's too many dance breaks. Yeah, and it's kind of weird because, in my opinion, because the song is, like, like they do a group number, and then they have this really weird, like, solo. I don't know, I just thought it was, like, really all over the place, even in the opening, and I thought that that's not very good. Yeah, so, yikes. Um, yeah, but, um, my favorite, it goes, um, one, two, three, so right to the core, we to be wicked, and good to be bad. What about you? Um, like my top three songs? No, like... Of, like, the movie? Like, the opening songs. Like, rank them. Um, so, one, (laughs) two, and three, basically. Yeah. Um, I think Waste Be Wicked is, like, pretty good. And if not better than Rotten to the Core, but I don't really think so. I think that there was some issues in, in both directions. Um, so, yeah. Um... Now, I noticed this when they were doing The Ways to Be Wicked. There was several places named after the VKs. Like, there was Evie's Alley or Carlos's Place. And I thought that was pretty cool. Actually, I think I only noticed Evie and Carlos. I didn't see anything from Mal or Jay, but I did notice that. And I thought that was a cute little touch. My next note here is that the opening is really long. It's almost five minutes long. And that is absolutely, like, long. Um... I just thought that the song, like, went on forever and a day, and then the whole VK Day story, like, here I said it didn't need to happen, and my next note is Smee's twins equal pointless. Ooh! And then here's, like, another, like, this is, I think it's an air, like, wise, um, so, Dizzy, at the end of the second movie, there's a scene, and she's invited to Oregon. Then... 
But now they do this whole VK Day thing, and then she's coming. Like, they announce that she's coming. So I thought that that was, like, almost like a plot hole that they kind of missed, because at the end of the last movie, every single character recorded a, you didn't think this was the end of the story, did you? Every single one. From Mal to, like, Harry Hook. You can look them up online. I don't know if they have the videos. I know for sure you can listen to the audios that they had of them. And Dizzy did one. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird for me. Because she was in the second movie, and I give her credit for being in two of the three movies. That seemed to be the theme. Like, everyone, if you weren't a main character, was, like, in two of the three movies. Yeah. Um, my next note is Celia didn't need to happen. She's pointless. Well, actually, she does help Mal find Hades. Um, I touch on that again later. Um, but really, all of the three VK kids that they brought over had nothing to do with the story. Literally, for half of the movie, Smee's twins, Squiggy and Squirmy, and Dizzy are literally just Sleeping. asleep. And also, I'm going to touch on that storyline later because I have a lot of thoughts. Um, so then... All of a sudden, we're done with that. It says Descendants 3. It's about the title card. All of a sudden, all, you look and Mal and Ben are getting engaged. Um, perspective, they're high school seniors. Um, I think. That would make sense. Yeah. So, and also, she's going to become queen and then get married with, like, in three days. Um, yeah. And also, a cute little touch is... When Ben started to love Mal, he played, he made, he didn't make up the song, I don't think, but he sang a song called Did I Mention, Did I Mention, I'm in love with you, Did I Mention, There's Nothing I Can Do, yeah, so they played an instrumental of that during their engagement, like a really toned down version, I thought that was super cute. Um, and my next note is that they're young to engage and married, and I honestly 100% agree. They're, it's absolutely crazy. Um, and they're really young to be making decisions that they did in the movie. And, like, so, like, are the king and queen of Ordon, like, no longer existed? Because, like, they were, like, there the whole movie, and, like, they're awfully young, in my opinion. Because I think they would be prince and princess until they die. Wait, didn't she say when, at Hades, that... You were gone in my life for 16 years, so that means she, like, just discovered about it. So... Are they 16? Because if they are, that is... Wow. I don't think they're 16. She were gone for 16 years, and she found out. Oh. Probably. Because then also, like, that is also another note, but we'll get to there. Um, so, then all of a sudden, like, Audrey's grandma... I don't think it's Sleeping Beauty. It's the queen who annoyed the crap out of me in the first one and then all of a sudden they brought her back and i was like huh. um but audrey i believe like i'm not sure it's never really confirmed was dating chad charming so she could still be yeah. the queen so this whole storyline basically could be avoided yeah also they rushed the wedding obviously um then I have a bone to pick with Fairy Godmother here. Just a little thing. So, every time she says something, bippity-boppity this, bippity-boppity that. Um, I get it, she's the Fairy Godmother, but, like, she could say other things. Bippity-bop, bippity-boppity, ouch! Like, little things like that that irritated the crap out of me. I don't know about you. 
but it just was like kind of annoying. Also, there's not a ton of Disney villains, and there was like hundreds of kids on that island. Um, sketch, I think so. Definitely, I think that Hades could have been the villain because honestly, this whole Audrey's line really came out of nowhere. Um, it was like, um, in my opinion. But from the first trailer that they released for Descendants 3 over a year ago, I kind of thought that this whole movie would be about Mal trying to find her past. Um, like, trying to connect with her past. And everyone already assumed from then that it was that Hades was going to be your father. So then they hired Hades, and then all of a sudden, like, we get this brand new trailer, and it's all about Audrey becoming evil. So I think that this whole storyline could have just been avoided in a way. But when they're going to this fight, and he's basically trying to kill his own daughter, because he knows that he has a daughter, and basically they're getting into a fight, and Mal's almost killed. No excuses. You don't kill your own daughter. But then we get this awesome song, one of my favorite songs from the entire trilogy. Solo songs, at least. Queen of Mean. Oh my gosh. I always thought that I'd be the queen. But basically there's... Actually, no, she can't be queen. But she could be royal family, so I don't really understand. Because, still, I just don't understand. Um, but I always thought that I'd be the queen. I just think that they did a great... This is the first time I think we ever hear Audrey sing. So, they gave her a solo, a great solo for that matter. That's the best song out of the movie, hands down. <sighs> yeah, that's probably my... I, I agree. Um, and why is the queen's crown on display? Because... Like, shouldn't the queen be wearing it? Because technically, no. it's still... Oh my gosh, I've tried explaining this to you. Basically, she only wears it when she needs to. She only wears it to, like, specific events. Oh. And then, there was kind of like a Sleeping Beauty parallel with the scepter, and then all of a sudden, she's walking towards it, and it was, like... Glowing. Glowing. And then, all of a sudden, we're done with that song, and it's, like, a really good ending. But then... Mal is like, well, we're going to close the barrier. For, no, okay, Mal, this entire, these entire movies, like, didn't want anything to happen in the barrier. And all of a sudden, she wants to close the barrier. This makes no sense whatsoever. At first, I thought, like, Hades, like, drugged her, but, like, no, because they hadn't really gone to see Hades yet. Um... But then, we're kind of done with that scene, and we go into this little scene with Evie and Mal at this place called Evie for Hearts. It was kind of of a quick little, like, thing. Like, there was no backstory, and all of a sudden, it was there. So, I think that, like, that's her clothing business from, like, what's inside the store. But I just thought it was a little weird. Like, they never really gave us any backstory whatsoever about this Evie for Hearts place. And then we're kind of done with that. And all of a sudden, I think it's Celia and Dizzy are eating cake, Jane's birthday cake. Mm -hmm. And they are making such cringy lines. They're like, yeah, at least this doesn't have dirt in it. Or flies. Oh, I thought that was kind of I like... really like the lack of flies in this. I just thought it was like the worst lines of the entire, entire movie. That's just me. So, and then, all of a sudden, Audrey comes up to Mal, casts a spell on her, and she becomes an old hag, and honestly, it's kind of like the 
weirdest part of the movie, in my opinion. It was just kind of, eh. And then we cut to Jane's birthday, which... Jane, I felt so bad for her. Like, this entire movie, she just couldn't win. And it's her birthday, and Audrey, evil Audrey, comes up, and she goes, Happy the birthday. The creepy happy birthday. To and then, like, puts everybody to sleep. Everyone to sleep. Um, it was more creepier than the Riverdale happy birthday, and I don't know if Anna, I don't think you've ever seen this episode. Lily Reinhardt is singing happy birthday to Jug, or to Cole Sprouse, because it's, like, his birthday in the episode, and she's carrying this cake in the dark, and with just one candle, and you just see her face. Oh my god. And it was, this was more creepy than Riverdale. I think the instrument, they didn't really have any instrumental, but just, like, it was just really creepy in a way um i'm really glad that we got to hear her sing because i'm not sure i think this was a rumor only though that the girl who played audrey sarah and jeffrey i think was fired from the descendants movie um but then she was back so i don't know if she was actually fired i don't think she was I also heard it was scheduling conflicts, um, so I don't really know. I just thought it was kind of, like, weird. She disappeared, and now she comes back, and she's, like, completely, like, evil. And she has pink hair. What color was her hair in the beginning? Brown. I think it was... I think it was brown or blonde. One of those... I think. I don't even know. Are we looking it up? Yeah. It was brown. It was short and brown. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Then all of a sudden where Celia is, they're all back on the aisle, and Celia takes time to see her father, Dr. Facilier, who they hired this actor, and I have never really heard of him, but he was there. And, like, he honestly had no purpose at whatsoever. I know, that sounds really obnoxious and rude. But th- there was a lot of characters that they could have done so much more with. Like, Dr. Facilier could have been a villain. I would have loved to see this. Maybe, like, a storyline where, like, Hades and, like, all the villains, like, come together. It's like, fight against Ordon. Because, honestly, they this whole Dr. Facilier, like, he owns, like, a arcade of sorts. Yeah. And arcade. I just thought it was kind of, like, weird. And then all of a sudden, he has a TV where you can, like, watch TV if you insert a coin. And Carlos does that, and they see that Audrey has cast a sleeping spell on the city, or the kingdom of Oridon. But how is the reporter not asleep? Sketchy. Um, I just thought it was kind of weird. Not very... Not coefficient. Didn't flow very well. Um, so then Hades and Mal, they come together and, or like, they go visit Hades, who is like pretending that he has like a dog, but he doesn't really have a dog. And I just, whew. Um, that whole scene was kind of weird. And the song is even more weird. Um, and she just go. he like, she is almost away with it, and she goes, Hi, Dad. Hi, Mal. 
What? <laughs> uh, I I think we all saw it coming, like, honestly, but I thought it was kind of weird. I would have loved for Mal not to know and for him to go, hi, Mal, or, like, hi, daughter, or, like, something else like that. I think that could have been better. And then, like, everybody be shocked. <gasps> You're my father. Um, and the way Hades says God, I am a God. God. The way I spelled it out of my notes was G A W D. Like, isn't that like God? Oh my God. Um, no, but like, I just thought it was kind of like, I am a God. He says that like eight different times throughout the entire movie. Um, and then they have this song. I don't even know what it's called. T be honest with you. <laughs> that was so weird. T be honest. Um, it is called "Do What You Got to Do," and it's kind of like a cheesy musical number. Like literally, they're singing, they're shouting. Cause he was in a musical called "Disaster" on Broadway, and I honestly got disaster vibes from it. It was just kind of like a weird song. Oh, I, it's one of the better songs in this movie, because this movie, honestly, it was very weak in so many places, and it just was not, it's, I don't even know how to describe it, honestly, to you guys, there's, like, there's so many problems, almost, at least in my opinion, I don't know what you guys thought, and I don't want to force these opinions on you, but you did want to listen to this podcast, um, so, obviously, you're gonna kind of listen to what I have to say. So, also, um, then they're singing this musical number, and all of a sudden, the gobos, I don't know if you guys know what those are. Those are, like, lights that, like, project things, and, like, they're going all over, like, a musical. And I just, like, he was fully equipped with gobos, guys. That's gonna be my house one day. I wanna strive to, that's who I strive to be. Um, yeah. Um, I thought the hair that they did for Hades was a little too much. I get it, you can't really, like, I would have liked them to edit flames on top of his head instead of, like, the big blue obnoxious mohawk. Yes. <laughs> yes. You agree? Yeah. I thought, because, um, I think it was Once Upon a Time, they did a little, um, Hades arc, and they did edit the flames on top of his head, and I thought that that was a little bit better. Then all of a sudden, they have... Um, Mal, after she meets with Hades, her hair starts slowly turning blue. Because she's, like, discovering who she is. Like, so, like, some of her streaks start turning blue. And honestly, when I first saw the promotional picture, I was like, why is Mal's hair blue? But I guess it kind of makes sense now, and they kind of wanted to bring that in. Because Maleficent hasn't been in the second or third one. The first one with Christian Chenoweth. They were only in it for, like, five minutes. Who? Like, the parents of the four. Maleficent was in it for more than, um, the other parents, though. And then they're, they meet up, and all of a sudden they find Uma, who, honestly, I'm kind of glad, because I like Uma. She has this gang, it's, um, Gil and Harry. I personally, out of my favorite, I, it's either Harry or Gil, who is the son of Gaston, is Gil. Um, but he's, like, hanging out with, like, the sea people, so that was a weird, a little arc there. But I guess you find who you fit in with. And they go into this place and Audrey like casts a spell on the knights in shining armor to like do this dance number. It's called Night Falls. 
and it sounds like it's going down from la- the the second movie. It's going down from like that. It's the one for the crown, something like that. I don't really remember the words because it's not my favorite song. Um, but I thought that it sounded kind of like that song in a way, and almost had the same part, like they were sword fighting. And that one also, a lot of the songs in this had like that beat in the background, like a bass beat, kind of almost. And I didn't really necessarily enjoy that super well and then they go into audrey's bedroom and uma is uma and she finds this diary and they go well she's in fairy castle or something like that and they find her and then no i feel like i skipped a whole section because i don't have notes for this guy so we're like going off of memory here because there's also my one of my favorite songs in the entire movie is one kiss it's sung by evie when she's like gonna kiss doug Cause, like, they don't really know if they love each other, but she tries, like, a kiss of true love, and I thought that was cute. Um, yeah. Doug, in this movie, his hair... Uh-oh. I don't necessarily like it that much. I thought that... Ugh. <laughs> um, but I thought that is not... I also thought it was weird because it's, like, the evil queen's daughter and dopey son that are, like, dating, and that's... It's that's probably why because they're like because from the same connected. Story, yeah, there was a lot of like love interests in this movie that we're gonna get to later, but that I I didn't mind that song one kiss. The one thing that I thought was really kind of weird with Disney, especially with like this whole Me Too movement that's going on, they dopey not dopey. Doug is on con- unconscious. And, like, she's, like, dancing around with him. And I was, like, <laughs> weird flex. But okay. Yeah. Um, the song is really good, though. I think it's striked out. Um, and Evie and Matt, or Evie and Uma are just, like, standing there. Like, they're, like, come on. Hurry up, just do it. And yeah. you also, it. like, earlier in the movie, Celia, during, um, Hades and Mal's number, she's, like, standing by the door. And he goes, ooh. <laughs> I thought that was, like, super weird. Stupid. <laughs> Honestly. Um, yeah. So, this, again, I've said this, like, there were some issues with the movie, in my opinion. Um, and then, all of a sudden, like, the whole gang is turned to stone. And then Dove, camera not Dove, Mal has, like, this song. It's called My Once Upon a Time. I guess I'm going to play a little snippet, because I don't really remember it. Yeah, also something super familiar. And that's like the ballad of the whole thing. <laughs> Where I think the like there's in the second movie there's a ballad. It's called like Space Between. And if only if only yeah. If only anyone my heart was telling me <laughs> Don't know what I'm feeling. Is this just a dream? I had nothing better to do back then. Yeah. So I thought that this
land because well, they're not making another movie. Obviously, I think that they can go in between, and that'd be really cool for like the the royals to go on to the villains. But I just thought it was like kind of like a oh an odd way to actually. I don't think it was an odd way. I just think that it there was with all this other stuff going on in this movie, it wasn't the way to go. During this movie, but I understand they're not going to make another movie, and I'm glad that they did it in this movie instead of, like, trying to maybe make another movie because, of, like, obviously they wouldn't be able to. I mean, they could, but that would be really rude. I think it'd be rude, and I really just think with Disney, the way that it is, they're going to, like, stay out of it, like, 100%. Um, I thought it was a really good finale. Um, I just, I'm just a little confused about the whole thing, and then Hades comes over. Um, and all of a sudden, um, we get all these new love interests that are kind of floating around. So, the couples we have, like, already... Carlos and Jane. Me, Carlos and Jane. Ben and Mal. Mm-hmm. Audrey and... I don't know. Audrey and Harry Hook. Yeah. Like, at the end, like, that, they kind of hint, like, that they're gonna go out of a relationship. Um... Uma doesn't really have anyone, but honestly, Uma, oh, uh, Evie and Dopey said Doug, and honestly, I don't really know if Disney was like trying to go with this, but honestly, I feel like that they were trying to get Gil and Jay together, but they didn't like really like officially like say the couple like they kind of just like really form like a strong friendship, and at the end like they're doing this dancing and everyone's dancing with a partner, and Gil and Jay were dancing together. And I thought that that was a really cute little thing, um. And all the other couples were dancing with each other. I thought that that was cute. It's because uh, his, the Mulan's daughter decided to leave him. Yeah, like, what happened to Lonnie? I want to know. Honestly, I didn't really care too much for her, but... We gotta know what happened to her. Yeah, because she, she always was not very... In the movie, she had, like, a really weird arc in some of them. Like, uh, she was, like, a knight in one of them. I don't really remember. It's been a hot second since I watched either of the other movies. But now is going to be something super exciting. We're going to talk about our top songs from every movie. But first, we're going to rate this movie out of 10. So, basically, my rating for this movie is that it is the weakest of the three Descendants movies. Um, I think that, um, it goes one, two, three. Um, the second one is really good, but the first one just has a sense of, like, iconacy in a way. I thought that that is definitely probably, and I think it has the best songs out of the three. Um, but right now we're going to talk about our top three songs. So out of ten, I would rate it a 7.75. Almost. What about you, Anna? Um... I think I rate it like a 7.5 or like an 8.5, maybe. Yeah, I didn't... It's definitely not my favorite decom, but it also had really good ratings. Um, It had one of the highest rating. Um, of all the Disney Channel movies. So now I think me and Anna are going to discuss our top three songs from each movie. We have to pick one song that is the best out of all of the three movies. So I'm gonna go first. So in Descendants 1 or Descendants, um, my order goes 
from top to bottom, goes right into the core, set it off, and did I mention. Those are like the three songs that really stuck out. Um, right into the core is the most iconic one that they've done in a while. Set it off is the finale, and that's when we get our first... Um, set it off! Like you I didn't said, think I knew all of the, of the songs. Um, I knew all the songs. I had nothing better to do. And did I mention is really good. Did I mention that I'm in love with you? And did I mention there's nothing, nothing I can do? And when I happen to say I dream of you every day. So let, let me shout it out loud. And that's okay. Alright, so then we have Chilling Like a Villain. Good is a new, new bad. Good, good is a new, new bad. bad. If you're feeling more kind, come give me more. Um, bad so I bad. thought that was pretty, pretty iconic. Um, and my overall favorite, I think, from all three movies is Chillin' Like a Villain. Chillin'. So do you have your top three from everyone, Anna? No, I just have my top three out of them all. But I mean, I, I think I can come up with, like... Alright, so from the first some. one... Okay, so from the first movie, I would think it was Rotten to the Core. I loved... That was my bop. That was really good. And then, probably, um... If Only. That was really good. And then Set It Off. That was really good. Uh, the same movie, What's My Name... That was a bop. What's my name? What's my and name? And then, I think Chilling Like a Villain, yeah. And then, I don't really have a third favorite. Those are really my two only favorites. What about Waste Be Wicked? That was okay. I mean, I guess I would put that as the last one. And then, this movie, Queen of Mean. Uh... I kind of liked the ending. I like I liked the song. I didn't really like how like the movie ended. And then I I liked I liked the happy birthday. Oh my it's god. It's creepy, but it, it's happy she sings birthday. it well. And then my my favorite like one favorite from every like one. So Rotten to the Core from the first movie. Mm-hmm. What's my name from the second movie? And Queen of Mean from the third movie. Yeah, so what's Can your favorite from all of them? Is mean. For all of them? Yeah, out of all of them. Queen of Mean. Yeah. I never thought of myself as me. Alright, so now we're gonna do a little bit of like a thing. So there's this song, I don't think it's in the movie, called Dig a Little Deeper by Chani McLean. We're gonna listen to a snippet. I know what that's from. 
That's what? from Princess and the Frog. You got a daily pass. Really? Mm-hmm. So I guess it has a little bonus track, and we have this. I met this girl who rocked my world like it's never been rocked, and now I'm living just for... Is and that, then that's that... where he said, you've got me down on one knee, and now you got me down on one knee. Yes, then what's this? It just sounds like you're adding it to the Oh, guys, here we go. This is my... That was like it. I don't really have anything else to say. Okay. Um. Yeah, we already ranked the. Did we rank the Descendants out of the three? Mine goes one, two, three. What about you? Yeah, one, two, three. <laughs> um. I think that it's a great trilogy. I'm really gonna s- sad see it go, but I almost think that Disney's trying to make the next trilogy almost the the zombies movie, and I'm not okay with that at all. Cause zombies. Isn't very good. Um, I think I kind of talked about it in my episode, which you guys should totally go check out. Um, it's it should be everywhere. We're also now on Google Podcasts, so that is super lit. So if you are a Google Podcast listener, make sure you subscribe to me on Google Podcasts. So just a quick reminder. Yeah. There's nothing there. Oh. Um. So. Um, we're uh, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. That's five platforms, guys. That's so crazy. Make sure you guys check it out, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at That's Matthew because you never want to miss out on an update. Although the podcast might be coming to a close, it does not mean that there might not be any surprise episodes coming out. Awesome. Woohoo. Um... Make sure if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything, make sure you email us at that's so Matthew Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Anna, closing words? Um, not really. I mean, uh, follow him on Instagram at that's so Matthew. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. Uh, yeah. If you guys love to see more podcasts, make sure you tune into any of those five platforms that I listed. Make sure that you guys tune into the final episode of my podcast on August 30th. Thank you guys so, so much and have a wonderful rest of your day. Peace out. Bye. That's a wrap on this episode of That's So Matthew. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Please check out some of my other episodes that can be found on Anchor or Spotify. I really hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you guys tune into some of my other episodes. New episodes should be released weekly, so check back often, and I'll see you soon. Bye!